This morning we are continuing our series on Dynasty Christians that I've been doing the last few weeks. And uh, I want to start just with a, a little bit of a story again this morning. And I want you to keep this story kind of in the back of your minds as we will touch on it again later in the lesson. Uh, but just this short little story and keep it in your mind as, as we're going to uh, come back to it and it's going to all tie together. So there, there is a man whose job it is to dive for exotic fish for aquariums. He said one of the most popular fish is the shark. He explained that if you catch a small shark and confine it, it will stay a size proportionate to the aquarium it is in. Sharks can be six inches long, yet are fully matured. But if you turn them loose in the ocean, they grow to their normal length of eight feet. This also happens to some Christians. I want you just to keep that story in the back of your mind as we go this morning. The last few lessons we've looked at the idea of Dynasty Christians, the idea that we have a lot of resources that have been given to us by God, we've been blessed with a lot, and how we can use those things that we've been given to accomplish our goals as Christians and as the church. So we looked at putting God first in our decisions that we make and, and how by doing that, everything will fall better in line when we, when we put God uh, at, in all our decisions, we put him first. Then we talked about a couple weeks ago about being strong and talking about the armor of God and putting that armor on to fight the spiritual battles that are in the world, to fight against sin and to fight against the, uh, the devil. We have this armor that we, that we have available to us, that we put on and make us strong. And this morning we're going to talk about growing. As Christians and as the church, how we can grow and why it's important to grow and become mature Christians and mature in the church. So our main scripture this morning is going to come from Ephesians chapter 4. Stay in there for now. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 16 is going to be our, our main scripture for this morning. And in this, Paul is writing to the church that's just been, and he's just been talking about how the apostles and the prophets and teachers were sent to uh, equip the people for the work of service. The people that Paul was writing to here in Ephesus had had these people come to them, had the apostles come, and teachers come to them to tell them what they are to do as Christians, the life they are to live. And, and right before in verse 13, he says that, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. His goal with all of these teachings is that we get to there, that we reach unity in the faith and we gain knowledge and become mature. So verses 14 through 16. Boy, I'm having issues this morning. Okay, hopefully it'll keep working. If not, I'm sure your Bibles work too. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 14 through 16. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. 
from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Because of the teachings we have received, Paul is saying here that we are no longer children, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there. And the things that we do, we just kind of do. But Paul says that we need to grow beyond being children. When, and, and says one of the key things in there, he, he tells them very boldly, you need to grow up. And as, as parents, I'm sure many a time you've told your kids, and probably your teenagers more than your younger kids, to grow up. Will you please grow up? Because you're still acting like this little child that's new and doesn't really know what he's doing. But now it's time for you to grow up. And Paul is saying the same thing to the Christians here in Ephesus. That you've, you've heard the gospel, you've obeyed the gospel, but you're still these little children in your faith. And now it's time to grow up. When we first heard and obey the gospel, we may be spiritually immature. We may not have a lot of knowledge about the Bible and about God. But as we, as we grow and we move beyond being a child, we become a more mature Christian. Verse 15 says that we are to, are to all grow up in all aspects into him who is the head. We need to grow in everything, not just the things we're good at or the things we're comfortable with, and we get really good with that, but even the, the things that we're not so comfortable with, we still need to grow in those areas as well. After these couple of verses, Paul mentions also that we are to no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, as Alan read this morning. That as Christians, you are to be different than the world. You are to be more mature than the world. You are to act in a godly way better than they act. So we'll, we're going to look at a few scriptures as we go on here that emphasize the point that we, that we need to grow. And then we'll get more to the practical side of the lesson. So the first is 2 Peter chapter 3. These ones won't be up on the screen, but you can look, you're free to look up on your own if you want. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. It says, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not, lying again the not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 10. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding 
that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, still being an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. This one in Hebrews chapter 5 is, is very similar to Paul's uh, reaction there to the church in Ephesus, where the Hebrew writer is saying, by this time in your Christian walk, in your Christian life, you should be better than you are. You should know more. You should be more mature. You should, go, you should be beyond just the elementary teachings of the gospel and of Christ. It's been long enough that you should have grown up by now. And he says that you no longer just keep on a diet of milk still being an infant, but that you need solid food. And solid food will make you mature. So there's, there's a theme within the New Testament here of the Christians in the first century becoming Christians and following the gospel and just staying there. That that's it. That's as far as they feel they need to grow. But the apostles come and say, you've been a Christian now for a while. You should be better than this. And so that same charge for them... To be more mature Christians is the same charge for us today to be more mature Christians. There are many Christians that obeyed the gospel and lived their life as Christians, but don't go beyond just the diet of milk. And they're comfortable with that and they enjoy that, but they never start eating that solid food to become the real mature Christians that God's calling them to be. So how do we grow? How, what do we do to grow as the church and as Christians? Paul says that them in, in Ephesus there, the teachers have been sent to teach them. Well, the same is true for us. Teachers have been sent to teach us. We have God's word here for us that we can use whenever we want. That first century didn't have the word compiled as we have it today. So they had the apostles around to teach them. But today, we have the word with us, in front of us, available to us all the time that we can learn from. We have teachers here that can help us go through the word and help us teach, it, teach us what it says and guide us through it. So we're going to look at how we can grow. First, we're going to look at how we how the church can grow and become more mature, and then we will look at how we as Christians can grow as well. So a few key things here I'll have for each. So this about the church being mature, the first is by being together. 
the more you are with a group of people, the more you know about them, the more you're comfortable with them. The first century church was with each other all the time. And yeah, they lived in a different culture than we live in, but they were together. And they enjoyed each other's company in their lives. This doesn't mean that we always have to be together as this, as a big group. But by being together even with a few, it strengthens our faith with each other. As Christians, we share a common life with each other. We share a common way we live. And by being together and sharing those things and talking about our lives and asking questions with each other, that helps us to grow and become more mature. The next, as the church, that we can have teaching opportunities. As a church, we need to have times when we can learn from each other. So this comes from the Sunday worship, where we're together and we can learn. It comes from Bible studies. It comes from events like lectureship throughout the year. These times help the church to grow in knowledge and in wisdom. And for the church to grow, we need to be there for the people around us. As the church, we're able to help the people in our community and the people around the world with the needs that they have, whether it's the physical needs they have, as God's blessed us with, with money and resources here to be able to help the people that don't have it, but to also help with the spiritual needs in our community as well. And when we go out as the church, we learn together, we grow together in how we can reach the people in our world. And so by being aware of the needs around us, we can help and support people that need our help. So as Christians, how do we grow? Individually, how do we grow and be strong and be more mature? One is by participating. There are many opportunities we have to learn. We have Bible study times, we have Sunday worship, we have conferences and seminars and lectureships and Bible courses. All these things can be a part of teaching opportunities that are available to us. And not only here in Carmen, but the world is accessible to us. There are many places that we are able to travel to and go and be a part of and learn. And if we're not able to travel, there is the internet available to us that has countless courses and lessons and sermons and, and Bible studies right available to us at our fingertips that we can learn from. We don't have to just wait for Wednesday to learn or for Sunday to learn. It's available to us anytime we want. Most of us are able to go to places most of the time and be a part of these events, whether it's Winnipeg or Weyburn or it, down in the States or in other parts of the world. These things are available to most of us to be able to go to and attend and learn from. So by participating, we grow. By being, by being examples, we grow. It is very important in how we present ourselves to the world. 
and the image that we reflect as Christians out into the world. So by being an example in the world, every time we go out, that we make sure we act a certain way, that we make sure that we are, are, are being generous and kind, and that our light is shining, that we're conscious when we go out that we're not having a grumpy face on and that we're going to be mean to the person that we see, that the world sees us as Christians, so we need to be reflecting Christ. And when we do that daily, over and over and over again, it just becomes part of who we are. If we're not grumpy out in the world, there's less chance we're going to be grumpy at home then as well. So by being examples, we grow. And ultimately, we grow by showing love. The greatest command is to love God, and the second is to love each other. Showing love by helping each other out by being kind and generous, goes a long way in a world that needs love shown to them. As we are with people in the church, as we're with people in the world, we may not like everybody. Personalities clash. People kind of rub each other a little bit the wrong way sometimes. We may not always like somebody, but it is crucial that we love them. And we show love to them. So these are a few things in how we can grow from being spiritual children, spiritual babies, to become fully mature spiritual adults. So going back to our story at the beginning of the lesson. The story said that if you take a shark and you... As, as a baby, and you put it in an aquarium, it will only get as big as its environment allows it to get big. So you can have a fully mature functioning shark that is only six inches long. And it, it is mature, but it's not to the full potential of what that shark is supposed to be. If that shark is let out, and it goes into the ocean, into unlimited area, it will fully grow to being this huge eight-foot powerful shark. If we stay in our own bubble, in our own pond, in our own aquarium, if you will, we may be, we may be mature Christians, but we will not be what God fully intended for us to be. And we won't have the impact on the world that we should. You put that six inch shark out into the ocean, it's not gonna have a whole lot of impact. But that eight foot shark, that will have a big impact in the environment it's in. If we go out beyond our own environment, we can fully grow and go from being just that baby shark to being a big shark. And that's what we are called to be. That's what Paul encouraged the church in Ephesus to be. He said, stop being a little six-inch shark. You're meant to be an eight-foot powerful beast. That's what you should be. And that's what we should be. We should be willing and wanting to grow big and become what God fully intended us to become. But we can only do that 
when we want to do that, when we desire that maturity. With so many things, with so many resources God has gifted us with, we have so many options, so many opportunities to learn. That we have to make sure that we don't squander the things, the blessings that God has given us. He's blessed us in so many ways to have so many opportunities to learn and to grow and become these big mature Christians that can have a real powerful impact on the world. So as the church and as Christians, we need to make sure that we take those opportunities. And that we grow beyond being our these spiritual children. And as Paul put it, we grow up. We become the mature Christians that God wants us to become. So as these dynasty Christians with so much available to us, with all that we have, let's make sure that we grow. Thank you.